So, as I was saying, with this sermon, we come to the end of our series on the Apostles' Creed. And through the weeks of this series, we have covered a lot of ground on the beliefs, the history, and practices of the Christian church. A historian, Philip Schaff, once aptly summarized The Apostles' Creed follows the historical order of the revelation of the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, from creation to the life everlasting in a grand liturgical epic for the edification of the church. So hopefully we are all at least somewhat more edified having looked at the creed more carefully through all of these weeks. At the same time, with this last phrase that we are looking at this morning, we are far from a conclusion, an end, because this last phrase speaks to us of so much more to come, yet to be. It reminds us that as followers of Christ, we believe in life everlasting, and this belief doesn't merely give us something to look forward to down the road. It also encourages us to live each day in light of this truth in a way that can change our lives for the good. We can experience in part the quality of life of which this belief speaks even now. The whole point of this phrase is to remind us that the life of evermore love, joy, and wonder that God offers is not bound by time. In some ways, hearing uh, of everlasting life doesn't necessarily sound very appealing. The thought of life just continuing on and on and on and on forever can sound either wearying or boring or both. But I think that that comes from our limited understanding that we acquire from living within this time-bound world. Within this mortal life, especially as our bodies break down, we live long enough to see and experience the sadness and suffering of this world, it's hard to imagine having the endurance to do this forever. It's hard to imagine this life lasting forever. Hans Urs von Balthasar, a Swiss theologian, rightly notes that many have grown to so weary of this transient life, so glutted, that they wish for only one thing, to sleep, to sink into oblivion, no longer to have to go on living. But the life alluded to in this final phrase is qualitatively different and unimaginably better than this. 
we get the shadow of an idea of what it will be like in that Hebrew First Testament reading that we had about how the wolf will play with lamb and the leopard will sleep with the kid goat. Calf and lion eat from the same trough. Cow and bear graze in the same pasture. Kids will crawl over little toddlers and and such will, will crawl over viper's nests and stick their hand into a snake hole and nothing bad will happen. Neither animal nor human will hurt even, let alone kill on my holy mountain. The whole earth brimming brimming with knowing God alive and this wonderful knowledge and that uh, nations from, from all over will be a part of this. In fact, that last little bit about how also on that day, the master for the second time will reach out and bring in peoples from all these nations. The, the nations that are pictured here, Assyria, Egypt, Ethiopia, all of these, this is the area from which the three great religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all arose and yet are also all fighting with each other now and in so many ways enemies. And God is saying, in this next existence, in this next life, life beyond death, there will be peace across all peoples and no more hurting and no more sorrow and sadness. It is qualitatively different from what we experience now. A theologian uh, by the name of Gabriel Faker expands on one of the images that's given to us from Isaiah. He writes, all social suffering will come to an end. The tears from tyranny, from war and hunger and poverty will be wiped away for they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. Again, von Balthasar has a series of thoughts on the life we're speaking of, which I find beautiful and poignant. He writes, this life that we are talking about is the pure opposite of the boredom of an exitless being for oneself. It is rather essentially a being above and beyond oneself with all the surprises and adventures that such an excursion promises. For anyone who is permitted to step out of his or her own narrow and finalized life and into this life of God's, it seems as if vast spaces are opened up before us, taking our breath away. Spaces into which one could hurl oneself in uttermost freedom. And these spaces themselves are freedom that entice our love, accept it and respond to it. In the communion of saints and God, the adventures of creative, imaginative love are intensified beyond all counting. Nothing is given in a concluding way. The act of giving goes on unfolding boundlessly. And if we are given to suffer in this life, deeper shafts are sunk in us than we thought we could contain. Depths destined to become in the life everlasting 
reservoirs of greater happiness, excuse me, greater happiness, wells still more productive. This is a quality of life different from what we are most familiar with. As Gabriel Faker puts it, such rich images suggest a lively world to come. Serenity and contentment, yes, surely, but no bovine serenity or armchair contentment. That's where I got the title from the service. I love that. No bovine serenity. This is lively and vital, vibrant. The life referred to in this final phrase of the Apostles' Creed is not only qualitatively different from this life, In a very significant way, it's quantitatively different also. We live in a world that is time-bound. The eternal life of God encompasses time as we know it. The Augustinian monk that I have quoted numerous times in this whole series, David Steendal Rost, is particularly eloquent on this thought. He writes... Everlasting is, in fact, a misleading translation of the phrase in the original text of the creed. Remember, it was written in Latin. Uh, Everlasting suggests interminable time, while the Latin vitam aeternum could be more accurately translated life beyond time. That is, life freed from the limitations of time. This article of the creed doesn't tie us down to any particular imagery or theory of an afterlife. In fact, it's not even concerned with after, but expresses a joyful commitment to fullness of life. The life to which we joyfully commit ourselves in this final clause of the creed is not tied to any before or after, but is freed from the enslavement to past and future. We celebrate this life here and wherever we may be. And in the great now, it dissolves time. I love that. The great now dissolves time. Time isn't a part of this life. Notice the verb tenses that Jesus used when he, when he talks to Martha. She's, you could have saved him. I know if you'd been here that he would still be alive. But someday things will be. And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Present tense. I am. Jesus uses the present tense as an expression of this idea of the great now that dissolves time, that is free from the constraints of time as we know it. So this, these understandings of the final phrase of the Apostles' Creed remind us of several vital truths. One, in our time-bound mortal lives, we can look forward to life beyond death. Our mortality often frightens us with the thought that 
our life will end. But we believe in life beyond death, a life of joy and love and wonder. Two, because the life beyond death is not bound by time, we can and do experience it in this life. We've all had those moments, like I was saying with the kids, when we get so caught up in an experience that we lose track of time. Those are the moments that we experience in this life, life everlasting, life beyond time and death. Those are the moments that the poet T.S. Eliot explored in his poem, The Four Quartets. He, he talks about the point of intersection of the timeless with time, or the moment in and out of time. I want to read this is one of my favorite passages of his. The moment in and out of time, the distraction fit lost in a shaft of sunlight, the wild time, the, the spice, unseen, or the winter lightning, or the waterfall, or music heard so deeply that it is not heard at all, but you are the music while the music lasts. These are only hints and guesses, hints followed by guesses. The rest is prayer, observance, discipline, thought, and action. But that hint half-guessed, that gift half-understood is incarnation. Here, the impossible union of spheres of existence is actual. The moment in and out of time, the point of intersection between the timeless and time. And finally, these moments in and out of time and our understanding of the life beyond death inspire us to work to make this life more like the life everlasting. Notice Paul's words as he's writing to the Corinthians. And he talks about in that at some point there, there will be a moment, a flash, and all will be changed. And death will be gone and we will, we will live in this new existence. Therefore, he writes, my dear brothers and sisters, in the meantime, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We are working towards something. We are working towards the life that God intends for all to experience. As Gabriel Faker puts it, the world we anticipate makes us restless for what will be. It calls into question the things that are and drives us to turn, in turn, to critique, challenge, and overturn all those circumstances short of God's intended and promised purposes. This is not pie in the sky. This is not okay, we'll just bide our time until we go on to something better. This causes us to be restless for what will be 
and to work toward that and overturn all those circumstances now that fall short of God's intended and promised purpose. The life of love, joy, and wonder that God offers and promises is not time-bound. And right now, I think more than any other time that I have been alive, we need to be restless for what will be. We need to overturn all those circumstances that fall short of God's intended and promised purposes. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.